This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, talking recruiting as this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by our friends at Coogler Vision. Nate, uh, give us the latest and greatest over at Coogler Vision. Well, it's been close to a year since I've had my procedure done at, at Coogler Vision to correct my vision. And, um, you know, looking back at it, you know, I, I like to do business and, and spend my money with people that do things the right way. And that's definitely Coogler Vision. I can tell you from the very first time I had my first consultation through now almost a year since uh, they corrected my vision, uh, it has been the right way every step of the way. And I cannot recommend them more. And it, it, I encourage you to go to CooglerVision.com, take the quiz to see what type of uh, uh, procedure fits your vision needs and, uh, you know, have them help you. All right, Nate, as we talk recruiting now uh, for Nebraska, I wanted to get on this note first. Junior college, they announced that uh, the season will be pushed to the spring. Um, I think an eight-game schedule maximum with a national championship game over uh, the first week of June, uh, first Saturday of June, which is kind of cool in some ways. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what, maybe I'll make it to a lot more Iowa Western games than I normally can make it to, but maybe we'll be covering Nebraska at the same time. But it just – you know, I was talking to Josh Lynn at the Shrine Bowl, the UNK head coach, about this, and just the nightmare these JUCOs are going to have first semester, just trying to manage kids and academics without the football carrot in front of these kids yeah. to keep them on track and focused. Uh, it sounds good in theory that JUCOs moving, but the recruiting piece to it, um, just all these things. Um, that they're going to have to manage. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a nightmare. I mean, it's a logistical nightmare, I believe, for coaches, you know, especially coaches maybe that aren't quite as established at their current school, you know, like a Scott Strohmeyer at Iowa Western. You know, he's been there a long time, um, and he has everything kind of set the way that he wants it to run, and it, and it does. I mean, he, it runs about as seamlessly as any junior college program in the country, and so I don't know if his program will be as impacted as a lot of others will be. Um, but, you know, and I, you feel for the kids too. I mean, if you're a junior college guy that maybe redshirted your freshman year and we're hoping to really have a – you know, put together a really good season – um, or have a good spring practice where a bunch of coaches are going to come out and see you and evaluate you and kind of get your name out there and then to put together a really good uh, you know season in the fall to get recruited you know and now that's not happening so what are these guys supposed to do are they supposed to basically burn an extra year of eligibility to play uh, in the spring in, in hopes that then they will get seen um, you know it, there are some guys out there that have offers that, that are kind of national type of recruits right now and if they graduate in December you know I'm, I'm assuming they'll be fine uh, they'll they'll find a place to to go and to uh, transfer to a four-year school but um, yeah that's that's definitely I think a nightmare um, you know especially with a lot of these guys that you know that's their football is is how they kind of stay focused you, you mentioned the football being kind of that carrot to keep guys on track and um, that's how it operates with probably 85% of junior college prospects. And, and now you don't have that. So I think you're going to have a lot of guys kind of fall off the track, uh, fall through the cracks, so to speak. Um, and it's, it's going to impact an awful lot. Plus, it, college coaches – if um, you know if there's not football this fall, or even if there is, you know sometimes it's not until later on in the season when you really figure out, hey, we need we have an immediate need for a junior college kid to come in and play this position. 
um, well, if there's no junior college football, it's going to be kind of hard to to go out and find that outside linebacker that you need to to fill that position immediately. Um, and so it's just it's it's a weird deal. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work, uh, but I do think that uh, you know if you, you're going to have to at least maybe think about maybe a, a late junior college signing period possibly for some of these guys. Or I mean, there's so many questions I think it, it raises that it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, and you just wonder, Nate, how teams will be able to manage a 25 man NLI spot line for JUCO guys. I mean, now with the transfer portal and a potential one time transfer rule going into effect, a lot of these JUCO guys are going to have a hard time maybe finding quality Power Five options if you're a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. Now, Omar Manning's not going to have problems, but yeah. the, the late bloomer guy is going to have problems. Yeah, the guys that have, you know, 15, 20 offers already to their name before the season even starts, those guys would be just fine. Uh, they, they have no problem. But like I said, it's it's the guys that redshirted their their freshman year at whatever JUCO they're at um, and that were, you know, went ahead and, and grew or, or developed. And now they're, you know, they're a legit D1 prospect that – um, that weren't able to be seen in the spring, and now they're not going to be able to be seen in the fall. Those are the guys that, that are really negatively impacted by this. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, Nate. You were at your first camp of the year. Um, you know, that, that was uh, you know, just for you, I'm sure, um, regardless of what prospects were there, yeah. did you shed a tear yeah. walking out and seeing kids playing football? I mean, I, I know when I walked out in Kearney at the Shrine Bowl, I was like, it was kind of – you know, it was hard not to get a little emotional just to think about what the last several months have been like, that something that we love so much has been taken away and, you know, everything in this country has been taken away from people. And just to, to get a taste of it in, in that setting in Salina with 500 or so kids there, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it was – it definitely – I mean, you take things for granted sometimes. And, and uh, you know, sometimes in the past, you know, when, you've, when you're going to – 15 to 25 camps a year and and uh you go to a showcase where there's 450 kids and you don't know very many of them you you uh you may have been like you know gosh dang it like how how am i going to figure this out and put this puzzle to, together um you know but now you know maybe you used to take some of those things for granted and um i definitely didn't last weekend it was it was very kind of refreshing get a little extra bounce in your step being out there and and seeing you know 450 plus kids out there working and, and trying to accomplish their goals and, and competing and everything. And I mean, it was a lot different. I mean, you had, you had the kids wearing masks and the only time they really took them off is when they were um, running, or, the 40. running the 40 or, or doing their, their pro agility or whatever. And, um, you know, and there was no one-on-ones, there were no, no contact or whatever because of the, the current guidelines in Kansas, but it was, uh, it was a very good event. Uh, and for the size of it, I thought it was very well run, and, and uh, I think you have to tip your hat to uh, to Jake Sharp and Sharp Performance there in Salina, Kansas, for putting it together because these kids have been starving for an opportunity to go out and compete and to show what they can do and, and to get some more exposure um, because they've they've not had it. They spring football was or the spring evaluation period was taken away from them. Um, you know the the month of camps in in June on college campuses and satellite camps and whatnot was all taken away from them. So uh, this was a great deal, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, Warren there at Warren Academy, Steve Warren uh, putting one on in, in uh, Nebraska here in a couple of weeks too. 
Yeah, it, it had to be fun just to get out there and see. Um, I know you know a lot of big 2021s weren't there. It was a lot of 22s and yep. 23s. Yeah, it was a lot of underclassmen. Um, you know, and, and then there were also you know a lot of uh, maybe the more the under the radar 2021s, the kids that are heading into their senior year that um, that either have no offers and they're still kind of searching, or, or maybe some that that have some offers from smaller schools that are maybe on the cusp of of gaining more serious attention from some power five schools. So, um, you know, Nebraska was well represented down there at, at the sharp performance showcase. Uh, uh, you know, Sam Scott, the 2021 linebacker from Omaha North did extremely well. He was one of the top overall performers. Um, you know, and, and then you had, uh, um, Caden Helms there at Bellevue West, who's a 2022 wide receiver slash tight end, uh, who was also uh, very impressive, in my opinion, one of the better skill position, underclass skill guys uh, at, at the at the event. So both those guys did extremely well. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Uh, make sure you're on Husker Online as lots will be coming out here in the coming days, coming weeks, as we try to navigate our way to a start of a 2020 football season. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.